welcome to another episode of the Streaking Lawn Podcast. Once again, my name is Pierce, and once again, I've got Caroline with me. Caroline, hello. How are you? Hey, good. What's going on? Not too much. We have a very special guest uh, interview that we'll get to in just a second, but uh, we're excited to be able to chat about the basketball season even more. Um, I think we're just going to always chat about the national champion basketball. I mean, it seems like a good plan to me. For sure. Um, but do, uh, do if you, you know, check out things happening about next year because we do have a commit today uh, written up on the blog um, a guy coming in from a junior college which is unusual for the basketball team a real sharp shooting wing and certainly we need that backcourt depth so um, plenty to talk about about the future who's but I, I, we should just jump right into that interview I think where we, t- we run through it with Mark Titus of the ringer of one shining pod uh you know him you love him if you're listening to us you almost certainly listen to his <laughs> podcast uh, i hope you do and if not get on that uh but caroline and i chatted with him for a while about his time here uh so yeah let's jump in all right yeah we're super excited to have a super special guest on today we are recording this one month from virginia way the national championship and who better to talk to than Mark Titus of The Ringer, and you know him from One Shining Podcast, and you know him as Super Virginia fan. Uh, Mark, how are you? Uh, I'm, I'm fantastic. Super Virginia fan is correct. Uh, I'm still <laughs> my honorary degree. I was told when I went to Charlottesville, uh, you guys told me that I basically did everything that night that I needed to do to consider myself a UVA student. And I actually... I came out to uh, – so after after I did that, I met someone here in Los Angeles, a friend of a friend of a friend, who said they went to UVA. Like just It just kind of came up in casual conversation. And I tried it out. I tried to say I did too because they didn't, they didn't know. <laughs> and I tried to say I did too, and I had him going for a few minutes. And I, I, messed, I forget what it was that I messed up, but I, I started just dropping all the references and the, um, the secret societies and, and the, the what have you that you guys taught me all about. and. Um, I had him going for a little bit. So, yeah, I'm, I'm very, very close to, uh, I think, one more trip, and I'll be able to that I'm a legit um, Virginia alum, which is all that really matters. I don't need to actually put in the work and go to class. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Not at all. Enthusiasm is all that matters. To, to wear the honor of honors, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we literally did. We were, I guess you could say, your unofficial host for the day because you were only here for legitimately one day. Um, and we we hit everything. You went to Mincers. You spent way too much on some Virginia uh, gear. <laughs> um, <laughs> I spent way too much on the entire trip, if I'm being honest. Like, I, I added up all the money I spent. I was like, what? And how could I possibly ever explain this to anybody? Um, that, that, you know, why? Was this really worth all that money? And I say yes. Yes, it was. It, uh-huh. it was incredible. Uh-huh. I can't imagine. I, mean, I kept saying this to you guys. Uh, I was having the time of my life. Um, I've, I've never done anything like that before. I've never been to a, a national championship celebration of any kind. Even when Ohio State won the football title, I was just lazy <laughs> to get off to go to campus. Um, so I'd never really experienced something like that before. And uh, I, I, as someone who's not an alum, I had the time of my life. I can't imagine what it must have been like for to, to actually have a personal connection to that school and to this team. And um, Yeah, because I certainly had an unbelievable experience. So um, Yeah. Maybe one day the Buckeyes will do it, and uh, if Ohio State ever wins the basketball title, I will I, I I will be drunk for like a month straight. 
<laughs> well, that, that I, I jotted out some questions for you, Mark, and that was my first one, which was how long are we allowed to act like this? Oh, for the rest of your lives. Who cares? Yes. <laughs> this is the whole point of – this is why I, I was so drawn into the Virginia story and why everyone kind of eventually became drawn into it is uh, mm. losing to the 16th seed. I mean, that's the um, – you, you've took it. Virginia has taken more crap than any any top tier basketball program in the last five years, and uh, it's just it's it's vindicating. It, it it you can you can puff your chest out and spike the football for as long as you want. <laughs> I do. You deserve it. You took so much crap last year, like so much crap. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and now it's kind of. I saw on a message board there was like a Duke message board that had posed a question to their fans or their readers, like if it was guaranteed that you win the national title the next year. Do you, do you suck it up and take that 16 seed loss? And everyone was like, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, <of> <laughs> yeah. The answer is always yes. Yeah. yeah. You can't now say one without the other. It's, it's, you've, you've taken the power back. Like you've almost, like, I feel like we're, I mean, we're already kind of there, but um, in the next five, 10, whatever, however many years, no one will ever make fun of Virginia for losing the 16th seed because you guys will own it so much. Like I feel like, oh yeah, I feel like the fans are going to like love UMBC now. You, you almost like love that that happened because you know that yeah. if that didn't happen, you probably aren't winning the national championship. Because I mean, you guys would know better than me, but everything I see from the players on the team, they talked about it so much. Certainly from Kyle Guy, I think he was mm-hmm. the, the guy who was very vocal about how much this motivated the team and um, and all that. So in my in my view, as an outsider who's kind of an insider but kind of an outsider, <laughs> it feels like it feels like you guys, as, as a fan base, are going to embrace the UMBC thing and mm-hmm. and do it and love it, and it's going to get to a point where like no one's going to want to make fun of you for it because you're making fun of yourself so much more than anyone can possibly make fun of you for it that they're just yep. like, this is, I guess we can't really make those comments anymore. 100%. You lean into it, yeah. Well, and Tony Bennett did that right after he got the, you know, whatever AP coach of the year right after losing to UMBC and he went to accept the award and was like, well, clearly this isn't a postseason award. <laughs> like, everyone's like, well, if he says it, then we can't make the joke. Cause he's... So when you look back at this tournament, what was your overall, like when you think back on, not just because Virginia won, but like the turn, I you know, would think as a basketball fan, I thought this tournament was great. Um, what is your overall feeling of how the whole tournament played out? The excitement factor um, and how many times over the course of the tournament did you think Virginia was out? <laughs> yeah, oh, man, 30, 35, somewhere in there. Uh, I thought the, the first couple rounds weren't as fun, and I think that is um, – I think for, like, casual fans, that's the most exciting part is the, mm-hmm. the, the wave after wave of games, and it's a close game, and you, that game ends, and you flip it over, there's another close game and a buzzer beater. And we didn't really get that in the first couple rounds, so it felt like – a little bit of a dud of a tournament at first, but um, the fact that there weren't a ton of upsets set up for one of the best Elite Eights, Final Four, like Elite yeah. Eight and on, unbelievable. It felt like every single game was incredible. Um, and then obviously all the stuff with Virginia, uh, where every single game was you guys would build a lead and then lose it and then find a way to win. And <laughs> it was sometimes controversial, sometimes not. Um, it, it it really it really was an incredible run for for Virginia, but uh, all the all the other games like Texas Tech had it. It was so much fun to watch them. Uh, yeah, make it, a, it was fun to watch Michigan State. Like I I was watching them all year. I was at the Champions Classic uh, to start the season, and Michigan State. Like I, I came away from that game just thinking like I don't know. I mean Michigan State's best players, Cassius Winston. I don't know how good they're going to actually be this year. And yeah, kind of watch progress. 
all season. And Cassius Winston is play out of his mind, and, and he's probably going to be the preseason player of the year coming back in college basketball next year. Um, mm-hmm. To watch, like, Michigan State get so much better throughout the season, and then they're, they beat Duke. And, like, every all that stuff was, was really, really, really cool to watch. And, um, obviously, when Ohio State got bounced, I turned my attention to Virginia and was hoping you guys could pull it out because it is a story for the ages. And um, I don't know. It, 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 it was awesome. It was just, it was just really, really – cool as a, as a college basketball fan it's just cool to to see it, it, stuff like that happens and remind you why this sport's great and um <laughs> yeah and, and the fact that it was like all the same most of the same guys on this virginia team were on the team last year um, yeah that's what makes it cool too is it wasn't like a duke situation where you have like <laughs> that lose to 16 and then they you get rid of those guys and a new crop comes in and they win um it was all the same guys so I don't know. The whole the whole thing was cool. The tournament was awesome. I'll remember it forever. Um, and yeah. yeah, absolutely. When you look at, I mean, just the fact that the championship game was so widely panned, like, and honestly, up until like you know, out in the first what under sixteen, where it was three to two, um, every it was playing out how everyone thought it was going to, and then it ends up being this like overtime thriller between two really good defensive teams, but teams that just play better on offense, like. I just thought the whole I lo- one of the things I loved was the way that Virginia not only came back and won it, and you have the redemption story and God's plan and all that good stuff, which is absolutely <laughs> accurate. <laughs> um, but the, also the fact that in the way that they won games was kind of uh, perfect in shutting down the narratives that have existed for so long about not being able to score enough, not being able to have a player that can go to the hoop and get points when they need to, and they showed they had you know, three, potentially three of those guys when you look at Kyle Guy and Ty Jerome and DeAndre Hunter. See, this is why I was losing my mind and why I stuck with you guys, even as you kept choking in every tournament. <laughs> every year, like, you'd choke in a tournament and you'd come back next year and you'd have a great team, and I would believe in next whatever next year's team was because mm-hmm. there was always a new wrinkle. And I felt like this is like a, a five-year build-up to this where mm-hmm. – Tony had his system in place, and 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 then he would he would like learn from every every choke in the tournament. He would learn from it, and, and <laughs> like, oh, okay, so this is how the NCAA tournament works. Got it. Okay, I'll do better next time. And the next time comes, and he chokes again. He's like, okay, so now now I'll definitely learn from this. Um, but yeah, coming like that whole season. That's why I I I would say it reluctantly because I thought I understand how stupid this sounds for people that don't really follow college basketball. For me to be so high on a team that lost to a 16 seed last year, but <laughs> they were definitely different. Like they had Virginia yeah. offense this year was better. It was more versatile. You could, yeah. you like having DeAndre Hunter, um, a, a guy like that, that, I mean, I came away from the, you know what the game was that I, I really believed in you guys um, this season was at Duke, even though you lost. Yeah. Because uh, that game just became ISO ball and it was just yep. throw the ball to DeAndre and let him go get a, get us a bucket. And I, I was like, I've never seen this out of, Virginia before um, and I like I was like this is great because there's going to be a game there are going to be times where that happens where you're trying to run blocker mover and stuff and it's just not nothing nothing's opening up and at a certain point you just have to throw the ball to someone and be like please save us and you guys had that not only with DeAndre but I mean Ty could Ty could do that and Kyle could do that um, Jack Salt you know any number of guys yeah, <laughs> even 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 Diakite could every so often like totally you know, catch the ball face up and, and make a play so um Having those weapons and not being so stuck in your ways, I mean, that was always the Virginia thing. It was like the plan A at Virginia is unbelievable. I think Virginia basketball has had the best plan A in college basketball, I think, the last five years. 
Yeah. Um, it's plan B that's always been the problem is that when the plan A is not working, uh, things fall apart. And, yeah. and Tony had kind of learned from all these experiences and, and built the roster and all these guys that lose into the 16, everything. Um, I think they got to a point where like, we have a plan B, we have a plan C and we have a plan D. Now let's, let's go out there and execute and also get some beneficial calls. If we're being <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. That's <laughs> <laughs> just, you know, it's all sports. It's not going to say on the title banner hanging in JPJ that uh, there was a call that could have gone a different way or anything, you know, <laughs> yeah, straight. <laughs> There's just so many of those, those bounces that, that had to line up correctly that you forget about anything else that would have factored it, you know, like the, all the, the string of games with these critical moments, but like Carson Edwards going out of his mind is why Purdue almost won that game. Right. You know, like, like I keep wanting to cycle back and relive all these other crazy things outside of the phantom double or almost double dribble and all that. See, that's, that's kind of been my thought, too. Um, obviously, I'm a little biased because I, I do – I have love Virginia, and I've been carrying the banner for you guys. But, uh, yeah, it, it, I, I don't think – I definitely wouldn't uh, disagree that Virginia was lucky. Like, you guys were certainly yeah. had a ton of lucky breaks throughout this tournament. But the flip side of that is, as you said, you're also very unlucky. The fact that, like, like the Auburn game, you had the lead. You kind of yeah. – had a very comfortable lead you choked it away and whether you want to say that's luck or whatever i mean you kind of shot yourself but ty ty gets in foul trouble you have to go right the wheels start to fall off a little bit like you can point to those moments too it's not like it's not like virginia played like crap and and just got bailed out in the end of the right. game. the better team most of these games like the purdue game i i was about to lose my mind not just because i i grew up an indiana fan and, and don't really like purdue historically, but <laughs> i was about to lose my mind because Virginia, Virginia outplayed Purdue so badly in that game. Yeah, just, Mark Edwards was just a demigod. He like could, the dude could not miss anything. He could throw up. I, he could throw between his legs and it was going to go in. When he uh, banked that shot in, I was like, "Well, that's yeah. it." Yeah. But the weird thing was like, I don't even think it's that weird. I mean, I'm sure you guys agree that, that Virginia was playing great defense mm-hmm. the whole game. They were playing great. Like, I thought Virginia was clearly the better team. It was just Carson Edwards was just unconscious and uh, yeah that sucks so that's that's like the unlucky part and then and then Diakite you know you get you get the the rebound and, and Kie throws it to uh, Diakite and he hits the buzzer beater and everyone's like wow Virginia was really lucky to, to get out of here and I'm like well I mean they were but they're super unlucky to even be in that position in the first place so yeah uh, there's a lot of yeah. stuff like that that I think comes out in the wash and uh yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't sweat it too much. I wouldn't. Uh... <laughs> it's it's not gonna bother me <laughs> ever. Yeah, <exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> I just every time I watch that, do you keep like the the whole sequence of you know Tybus in the shot and Kihei tracking it down and somehow finding Diakite and and um, you know Jay Huff joked that you know he tried to do that like five times in practice the next day and missed every single one and just <laughs> <Right>. like <laughs> the whole like all of it. It just I grin like an idiot every time I think of that whole sequence because it was just ridiculous um which of the I guess I'll say the last three because I doubt that you'd choose Oklahoma or Oregon or Gardner-Webb as your favorite (laughs) what was your favorite tournament game like which was the most like when you look back on this tournament that's where you're wrong my favorite was Gardner-Webb you're down at halftime at at Gardner-Webb and I'm getting bombarded with tweets oh yeah (laughs) Again, and I was like, 
I, that's what I'm saying. That's why I, I feel so attached to the to, to winning the title, to Virginia winning the title, and why I wanted to go to Charlottesville because I did have some skin in the game. I had some professional mm-hmm. skin in the game. I didn't have, um, you know, I, I obviously didn't go to Virginia. I don't know anybody. I mean, I know you guys, but uh, <laughs> I, like, family and and friends prior to my association with with Virginia basketball, I didn't know anybody that like went to Virginia or I've been to Virginia one time in my life. So. Um, but but I did have the professional skin in the game where I put my neck out every yeah. year and be like in this team. So every time Virginia would screw up and choke at a tournament, I I would get like th- losing to UMBC ruined my life for like two days. <laughs> I had friends texting me just like, dude, you blew it for me and you cost me so much money. I had I had Virginia winning the title in my bracket, in my office pool, whatever. Uh, so I ha- I've had to deal with this. You know, it's, it's again, it's a little different than being a fan or an alum, but I, I still nonetheless had to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And the Garner Webb thing at halftime, I was getting bombarded, and um, I just, I, I, I don't know, I was, I was panicking. I was really, really panicking. I was worried, and I turned to Tate, uh, and I, I told Tate, we, we actually, I, I had to leave. We were, we were in the ringer offices <laughs> watching the game. Nothing. Like, we need to change the scenery. We got to fix this. So yeah. we went and grabbed lunch at the bar and watched the second half of the bar. And I told him they're gonna come out and they're gonna, they're gonna just beat the brakes off these guys and they're going to go on to win the national championship. I swear to God, I told him that. And I wasn't even trying to like, I wasn't saying it would be cool. If I said, yeah. I think they're going to beat the hell out of Garner Webb in the second half. Everyone's going to think that Virginia's done and they're going to go on to win the national championship. And then that's what happened. I just forgot to, I forgot to record myself saying that. <laughs> it wouldn't have come true if you recorded it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. So that was my favorite one. Cause I was like, uh, to be up, uh, that kind of adds to the story, honestly. Yeah. When yeah. You tell the story, um, yeah. When someone writes the book on this or does the documentary on this, I hope they do. Uh, I hope they don't gloss over being down at halftime to Gardner Webb because yeah. that was a very pivotal moment of this whole story of like, not only did you lose to the 16, but you're down at halftime the very next year to 16. Um, I, yeah. I know Pierce, I know Pierce had to change locations because he was yeah. watching it at the bar. I think the bar you watch the NBC game at. Yeah, I went Which back. Which is a bold choice. I why would you do that? Well, yeah, okay. So, oh so I, I watch a lot of sports there. I've watched UVA win many games there, but it just happened to be the same place where I watched UMBC. And so, I like, ghosts aren't real was my thinking, you know? <laughs> like, like, we're going to exercise the demons. And 10 minutes into the game, my girlfriend's like, we're fucking leaving at halftime. And I was like, yes. <laughs> like, absolutely <laughs> I, I was in um new york city and we had a, I had to be up there for work so shout out sb nation new york city office for listening to me yell actually yell <laughs> my my boss and my boss boss were in the room as we're like watching it on the three huge tvs whatever in the and uh everyone else it's still fun and funny whatever where it's like oh virginia's gonna lose again and then they'd oh, see the funny. look on my face <laughs> and they like stopped even really like wanting it was very awkward um so i apologize to my coworkers, but um yeah the whole thing like when you look at it mark if someone told you like okay malcolm brogdon never gonna win a national championship in virginia kihei clark and jack salt national champions like what do you you look at this progression kind of like as you've said like you're adjacent virginia adjacent like watching this program grow and like setting up the foundation a lot of those guys even being there at the national championship game um, well, yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing about college basketball, though. Is it is. Uh, I think if you're on the outside and you're a fan or you don't really care that much about it, you would think that like Malcolm Brogdon didn't have anything to do with Virginia winning the national title this year because he wasn't on the team. He hasn't been on the team in a few years. You think Joe Harris didn't really have anything? But it, 
when you're in those programs and you go through it, you realize how important all those guys are, that they, mm-hmm. you are kind of standing on the shoulders of the guys that came before you. And, and especially when it's the same coach who's building a program like that with Tony. Um, so that, that was really, really cool to see was to see those guys out on the floor celebrating with them. Uh, I, I was walking around downtown Minneapolis. I actually bumped into uh, the big table of a lot of the former players. Um, they, they were all there. And I, I talked to some, like Justin Anderson, I think, was there. Nolte was there. Um, Joe, Joe Harris was there. There's a few others. I think Devin Hall was one of them. Um, but all those guys, they, they, they were just so excited. And there was no element of like, man, this is stupid. Like, we, our team could kick their team's ass and we didn't win yeah. the national title. It sucks that they're going to win. They were just like, like, they were all so excited. This is our national title. Because that's, that's really, I mean, it, the best programs, that is how they talk about it, is that this is true of Ohio State, that the program that I was involved in. And still, um, I still kind of am because that's how, good coaches who build good programs mm-hmm. understand the value of former players and uh, and they have them back and they make them a part of the program. And, and you're only there, you only play for four years, but this is, this is, this is a Virginia thing, right? You're only there for four years, but you never stop. Yeah. See, stop you're a graduate. Uh, there you go. That's uh, that's so true of these, of, of college basketball programs that are, that are well run and, um, and have great cultures. And that's certainly the case of Virginia. So um, that, that was, that was a really cool thing to see all those guys. A guy like Devin Hall, who was a senior on last year's team. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Out there, like celebrate, like it would be so, so easy for him to just like, I don't want to be here. Are you kidding me? After last <laughs> yeah. year? It's stupid. Everyone's going to rub it in my face that I blew it last year. And now that I'm off the team, we're good now or whatever. Um, but no, he. From what I could tell, uh, maybe he was internally, but externally, <laughs> very, very happy. And um, yeah, that's a cool thing to see, and that's something yeah. that, that again makes college basketball so great. Yeah, and and following the sport, uh, you know, as closely as you do, as passionately as as those of us do, it's it's got to be cool to see a program get built and have it succeed with that dream scenario like every every fan of every program that hires a new coach like this is the dream result and I know you started to get emotionally connected to UVA and professional reputation connected to the team but you you've been following closely and seeing this 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 progression I think the objective fan has to enjoy that right like if my team's not going to win I want to see someone new I want to see some right. some story arc and not just the same old uh, have you felt a lot of that from from others oh certainly I mean that's that's the that was what was cool about not only Virginia but Texas Tech being in there yeah team. like they're sort of the same thing they kind of did it I mean they didn't win the title like you guys did obviously but they mm-hmm. did it kind of just even faster like Chris Beard got hired and he's already built something where he's uh, got his team in in the middle of nowhere, mind you. Like, did <laughs> he go to school? Lubbock Tech, a football school, and got them to the title game, and mm-hmm. one shot away from winning it. Um, yeah, that's definitely, and and that's something that I think is great for college basketball because it's been since 2006 since we've had our first time national champion, uh, and and I, I don't necessarily think that people were kind of sick of seeing the same champion because there were we still had a bunch of different champions, but at a certain point, you do need some fresh blood in there to to get mm-hmm. everyone else. Yeah, and think yeah, you know, we, we could do this. There is a there is a world in which we could do this. Um, it's not just Duke and Carolina winning it every year. But beyond that, I think, like, for me, it's the style, like Tony's style being validated. Mm-hmm. Uh, awesome. Not just because I enjoy watching it and I think it's great basketball, but also just that is what makes college basketball awesome, just the, the, the pure basketball part of it. Take away all the all the extracurricular and the bands and the, the, the cheerleaders and the fans and all that stuff. What makes the pure what, – what I love about – the, the, just 
sport of college basketball is that it takes all kinds and you can, you can be successful with all different types of styles. And um, that, that's what makes it cool is that Tony, you can play very slow. You can play the Tony Bennett brand of basketball, win a national championship, or you can be Roy Williams and, and, mm-hmm five seconds into the shot clock yes. every time down the floor or you can be yes. Mike Tesky and have like one on like just not actually coach your team and just <laughs> and he's won a title doing it that way too and, yeah, yeah. and everything in between so um that that's more to me like that's the cooler takeaway from all of this than like the idea of of any program can win it it's like any style can win and I think yeah yeah you can do you could do the Rick Pitino press and well I guess they don't really have a title anymore, so. <laughs> Some people might remember it, but yeah, <laughs> technically, there's so many different ways to, to to climb the mountain in college basketball, yeah. and uh, have to have Tony and to have been a ball uh, validated like that is is pretty cool. It's it's funny that the the style of play gets so many. Uh, I don't know. People, people are up in arms about Virginia being boring. You know, you talk to other, like, it's always Carolina fans to me that are always like, how can you watch this? So there, I, to me, I thought there was almost this, like, lack of sympathy um, for the, un, you know, the, the not underdog story or I guess, you know, uh, the redemption story because people are like, oh, I hate watching Virginia play. But everyone loves Tony Bennett, so I don't know how they emotionally uh, deal <laughs> with that disconnect there. I think uh, you, if you watch Virginia enough, though, you you know that it's legitimate. I think that's yeah. the problem. This is the um, the difference between like, I mean, Virginia and other teams that play really slow is that the the other teams feel gimmicky. The other teams feel like they're slowing it down because they suck. They suck. Mm-hmm. And we're, yeah. We're trying to just limit the number of possessions because more possessions is going to expose how bad we are. <laughs> so I'm going to try to throw this gimmick out there. And it was never gimmicky with Virginia. So for me, like anyone who's criticizing that is, is an idiot because um, <laughs> it's very deliberate. Like, like I really do think that you guys could have played any style and still won a national championship. I don't think you necessarily would have been the favorites if you played a different style, but you had a loaded roster. You guys mm-hmm. played really well together. And um, it's not the style. You, you did not win a national championship because you played a certain style that – no one was ready for or was like gimmicky yeah. and, and anything like that you won because you had really good players really good coaches um and they played well together and they got a few breaks and and just like every other national champion happens so yeah. um yeah that's it but but it is interesting you bring up a good uh, an interesting observation because i've noticed tate uh tate was very much into tate being a, a big carolina guy obviously um, <laughs> he was very into the idea of virginia being good and now and like winning a national title and, and all that and now that it's kind of happening he seems to cool off a little bit very, <laughs> you know, he realizes that like like virginia and carolina are the same yeah the same like that was my big takeaway when i was down there in charlottesville like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like my trip to chapel hill like everybody looks dresses the same, on that and he's like damn virginia is us but now they're the champions and we're not and it's, it's gonna be I'm, I'm really interested to see what happens with like rivalries because for because until you guys like won a title i think it was just you know i think i feel like duke and carolina fans were like condescendingly yeah yes so you guys like win 30 games and and lose every year in the tournament that's the, that's the most adorable thing i've ever seen <laughs> now you're, and, uh, it'll be interesting to see how they handle that
Definitely. Well, and you guys, you and Tate were both in Minneapolis, obviously. Um, and you got to interact with a lot of Virginia fans. Um, I think some pretty enthusiastic folks. What was it like the, being on the ground? This, you've been to a lot of Final Fours, but, um, yeah. you know, you yeah, got I to see. Football. I don't know if you knew that. I <laughs> oh, did you really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, like, in, engaging and interacting with all the Virginia fans. Um, what was the experience like? And then we'll get into um, a little bit our trip to Charlottesville. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, Virginia fans were great. They were great to me. Uh, uh, I I enjoyed. I enjoyed. There were so many. That was really <laughs> awesome. so many people, and I, I feel like I heard everyone's life story too. That that became. I really did enjoy it. It was just by the end of the night, my brain was exhausted because people would come to the like, I just want to let you know, my grandpa, basketball <laughs> fan, and then my dad. So my dad, and then they just like keep talking, and I was like, man. that's, that's <laughs> Uh, that sounds great I'm, I'm really pulling for you guys i hope you get it done but then uh the problem the problem sort of arose when um like i i for most virginia fans who know me like know that i'm you know my, know my relationship with virginia basketball or whatever so but they think that i went to virginia again and that like virginia is the only team i care about and, uh, <laughs> so um, I would meet some Texas Tech people, and I would start talking to them, and, and then like some Virginia fans would overhear me say like, I, you know, good luck to you guys. It'd be cool if you guys won it. <laughs> like Virginia fans would be like, Titus, what? <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> like, because I'm I'm a, I'm a technically a neutral fan, and it actually would be cool if Texas Tech won it. I don't know. Sorry. No, I think there's a lot of that. <laughs> yeah, it was. It, that was that was kind of alarming for me. And then the, the craziest thing that happened the entire Final Four, for, like the wildest experience for me was you guys win the title. Tate and I stick around. We're, we're, we get down as close as we can to the court. We didn't have media passes. We wanted to sit in the, the Virginia section and just be fans or whatever. <laughs> we're just sitting there taking it all in, the confetti, waiting for, you know, the interviews and, and, and whatever that's happening on the court. And – there's a guy who who runs up to me, a Virginia guy, runs up to me and, and goes, Titus, you did it. And I was like, what? <laughs> Congratulations, man, you did it. And I was like, you did it. You're the one, you did it. You're the Virginia fan. I'm not the Virginia, you're the Virginia man, dude. You did it. And uh, that was that was alarming. I was like, my God, did these people really think? Like, I, ho- I hope you guys understand, though. Like, if, if Ohio State plays Virginia in basketball, I hope you don't score a point. I hope you don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Let's not, get, let's not get crazy. He, he meant you memed them to the championship. Oh, yeah, that exactly. okay. yeah. <laughs> God's plan yeah. fulfilled. I interpreted it as him like congratulating me. For my- <laughs> he was actually the guy who went to Virginia. It was I don't know. It was it was it was very weird. But um, that's awesome. I, I, I had a good time. It was the most emotional I've ever gotten um, watching a, a a team win a national championship in basketball. So that was it was cool. And then you came, obviously we mentioned several times, but you came to Charlottesville. Uh, were you surprised when the actual, like, Virginia folks asked you to come on camera and record something? Yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, the, they they rolled off the red carpet for me. They gave me a, a field pass. I'm down there. <laughs> um, they, it, was, it was an incredible experience. I can't wait to come back. I did get a, I did get a sinus infection, though. Someone, someone got me. <laughs> I wasn't happy about that, and I it did not go away for like two weeks, and I couldn't breathe out of my nose, and it was it was horrible, uh, but it was worth it. Um, and, my, and my flight was canceled, by the way, out of Charlottesville. Yeah, I was gonna. <laughs> That'll happen. 
<laughs> like, I was going to the airport, and uh, I was like, yeah, I'll get here, you know, I can't wait to fly home. And by the way, I had I was flying back to, like, Columbus, Ohio, so I had to, like, take five different stops. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to, like, fly all over the country. And uh, they're like, yeah, your flight's canceled. And I was like, oh, okay, so uh, you can, can you put me on a later one? They're like, no, that's the only one that leaves all day uh, <laughs> for tomorrow. And then uh, tomorrow one ended up actually being canceled. I didn't stick around. I just rented a car and drove back. That's uh, oof. That's terrible. Well, because, and let's give everyone a rundown. When we say Mark did everything in Charlottesville, so he hit uh, Mincers, like we said, um, Scott Stadium for the celebration. $100 in Mincers. $100 on a shirt and a hat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) And then we went to uh, Biltmore. We hit Biltmore. Virginian. None of, none of these places sponsor us, Caroline, by the way. Well, I know. I'm just saying, like, to give the people a real rundown of the actual Charlottesville experience. Oh, it was a thorough um, tour. Yeah, a little bit of everything. We did a party on the lawn, um, <laughs> on tables at the Virginia. Boylan Heights. Was it Little John's? Is that where the sandwiches are? Yeah. 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 Uh, the Kyle Guy sandwich. Can you give us a review of that, Mark? Yeah, very good. Uh, Kyle Guy sandwich is uh, there's nothing on that camp on the ground. Sorry, on on ground. Sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> nothing on grounds. I would rather eat at 3 a.m. when I'm <laughs> Kyle Guy sandwich at Little John. Uh, speaking of the Virginia, did, did we ever find it? Did that guy die who uh, was on the table and <laughs> no. That was the wildest thing. We go to the Virginia and I we're going in there at like eight o'clock just to like grab one drink or something. I was like, damn, this place is really small. And this is weird. <laughs> I, what is this place? And I think it was you, Carolyn. You said, uh, well, don't worry, we'll come back later and people will be on the tables. And I was like, yeah. oh, you like that? And she's like, no, no, no. They literally get on the tables. That's what happens. People stand on the tables. And I was like, what? And then so we had to go back and there's a guy standing on the table and I was just gobsmacked. I was like, is <laughs> get up on the tables? <laughs> and then uh, one of the guys, some guy trying to take a picture with me slips and falls and like hits his face and busts his head open. <laughs> he, he busted his nose open it was awful oh. <laughs> and then, uh, um, he disappeared i never knew what happened to him after that. yeah he, he got there's a hospital right there so <laughs> his friends tended to him i saw him leave he was walking and awake um yeah it was well did you i don't think uh, you said you spent a lot of money but i don't think you had to buy a single beverage <laughs> I, did not, I did not spend any money on alcohol yeah <laughs> You had the, uh, um, the Wahoo at Boylan Heights. I remember that. Yeah. Um, yeah, Trash Wahoo. cans. I have a, uh, we went to the lawn, a little party on the, whatever the, whatever you call it. I don't know all the terms. for the Yeah, the lawn. You're right. Dorm on, the dorm on the lawns? I don't know. Yeah, but, lawn room. That's fine. Yeah. The lawn room. Uh, and I was on the steps popping champagne bottles. Someone told me that's a thing. So I was like, all right, whatever. You could have, you could have literally told me anything and I would have. <laughs> Including streaking. I'm not I'm not confirming or denying. You guys think I didn't streak, um, which is probably for the best. Um, <laughs> um, but you could have told me anything. You could have been like, yeah, it's tradition here in Virginia to stand on your head and and speak in Spanish. And, and <laughs> All right, well, let's do it. Let's Mr. Just, Jefferson says it. so. Yeah, like, all right, let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Now I'm kicking myself for not trying more things that were ridiculous. Oh, actually, you know, it's tradition that if you come to town, you got to pay for everything. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I guess before we let you go, um, looking at next year, obviously Ty, Kyle, Dre, 
um, Jack Salt is leaving, Marco Anthony is transferring out, and Mamadi Diakite being the big question mark because um, he's going to the G League. I have a great idea for next year for Virginia. This is Just not play? Tony Bennett is a revolutionary guy. I think he's going to really enjoy this idea. Redshirt the entire team. <laughs> Redshirt the entire team. Take the whole year. Get better. Uh, you still have a team. This isn't like the death penalty. We're not giving you the death penalty mm-hmm. here. What we're doing is we're we're taking a full year off to celebrate the title and work mm-hmm. on the history of the team and just kind of, yeah, it, it, it's a double-edged thing. On the one hand, you can kind of celebrate what happened last year. On the other hand, get ready for the, the next year. Just take a year off. Redshirt the entire team. Everybody ready. <laughs> That's my I like it. Can we still get like Red Panda to come perform? Yeah, yeah. We'll okay. still, we'll still like, like, still have the games played, and then just like no one actually goes out on the court, and then five <laughs> on none, um, and and you actually like end up forfeiting. And yeah, I don't know. Well, it I like it. Revolutionary. Yeah. Yeah. Because Tony knows how to use the red shirts anyway. Like he loves, he loves the red shirts. Yeah. He loves red shirts. Yeah, he's got ready and and and, tell, and making them bide their time. So just do that with the entire team I, I i fail to see a downside to this well it's funny because so many people <laughs> say that like oh well never dis now i'll never not trust tony because he keeps putting these teams out but is this finally the year right. that you maybe don't trust yeah, tony? No, yeah well I'll, I'll say this like he's raised the bar so high that we're talking like you guys are going to be under 500 no, that's not going to happen like you guys are going to yeah. be good you'll, you'll make the tournament probably and lose in the second round except this time it won't feel like a choke <laughs> It'll be, like it'll be normal second round and, and that'll be that um which is a it's a fine season like that's a that's yeah, yeah. No whatsoever but uh yeah you're not you're not disappearing like uh like i think people might think you will because um yeah you still have some pretty good players and uh and, and you have tony bennett and that's all you need so but at the same time you're not winning the national championship next year <laughs> I, I don't think it matters i don't think it matters you want it this year that's all that matters uh do the thing like like Chris Collins did and is doing at Northwestern where he still is convincing people that last year was the year that Northwestern made the NCAA tournament and he's still like riding that. That should be like the Virginia move where like we're three years removed from winning the title. It's 2022. It's like, man, <laughs> remember how we won the title last year? Being the defending <laughs> champion is, is a great feeling. It's, it's like <laughs> that's what you should do. That's, that's what, what I'm, that's what I plan on every, doing. Yeah. Every single year, just, for, just call yourselves the defending champs. <laughs> Yeah, okay, done. Yeah, I'm convinced. <laughs> yeah, works for me. <laughs> well, Mark, we know uh, we got to get you out of here. Thanks for um, taking the time to, to hang out with us. We appreciate you having back. We've we, we got a, a small group of returning uh, guest stars to our podcast that, that you've joined along with Tate. So um, we, we're very I'm stoked. Happy to do it. I, I appreciate you and all the Virginia people for accepting me as your own. I really, I really <laughs> It was terrified that there would be one person. I thought there would be at least one person in Charlottesville who would like come up to me and be like, "Dude, I see what you're doing. You're pandering. <laughs> I don't like it." And I just wanted to call you out. Like, quit, quit acting like you went to Virginia and you actually care about Virginia. You're just, you're just using us. Screw you, man. Like, I, I really <laughs> didn't thought it was gonna happen just once. And it not only did that not happen, it was like the polar opposite. Everyone was handing. <laughs> Uh, all night and 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 making sure I had a great time and uh, I really really do appreciate it because um, I don't know my 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 feelings and thoughts have always been genuine on Virginia that is the one thing I'll say is that I was, I've, I've never hammed it up I've never pandered because 
if I was going to pander, I don't mean any disrespect, but I sure as shit would not choose Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> I would pander to Kentucky and Duke. Yeah, I, I was very, very genuine. I appreciate that the love, uh, and, and that's part of it too. Is like I started to love Virginia basketball. The fans loved me back, and then I, I was like, "Wow, these people are awesome. I'm gonna love them even more." And then just kind of built from there, and we have this great relationship. And uh, yeah, I love yeah. all you guys. Well, we're, You're welcome. we're certainly You're welcome glad. Welcome back anytime. Yeah. Yeah, we're Always glad that the, the team could vindicate your support too. Yeah. God's plan, all. baby. Absolutely. God's plan. <laughs> Well, we'll see you back right. in Charlottesville soon, and, and we'll get a Gus Burger late night this time. That might be a All right. new tour. <laughs> that, that sounds perfect. That sounds All good. right, bud. Thanks, Thank Thanks, you. Mark. All right, so that was uh, our interview with Mark, a big, uh, by emotional extension fan of the Who's. I'm glad he made it clear that uh, Buckeyes are always going to be most important to him. <laughs> but it's, it's funny that he said that there weren't any UVA fans being like, I, I see what you're doing. You're not allowed to. Like we, as a fan base, are open to all support. Uh, one way I would put it is we really love us. So if you love us, yeah. we love that. I, you know, I, I don't know. If and, that it's so, and he's right. It's genuine. It's definitely like, that's genuine. That's the biggest thing. Yeah. This is a thing, like, and I think why a lot of Virginia fans do like Mark Titus and Five Sension Tate because the way that he is familiar with Virginia as well. Um, Mark was one of the first people that started covering Virginia and writing them up in his top 12 every week and all that stuff for when he was at Grantland um, yeah. and had these great, always defended. Um, and again, not from a place of like trying to get ahead of anything or trying to like pander to anybody. It was just like, I don't know why people are giving them all this crap. This is a fun team to watch and think of it like this and Justin Anderson and Malcolm Brogdon and all this stuff. So I think that's carried over since then so it's been this genuine excitement and you could hear it whenever he talked about Virginia like two people in Minneapolis or on the yeah, podcast yeah. after Virginia won and, and that goes a long way and it, so it's cool to see um like that was it was just such a really yeah. when keep, people keep would come up, up to him fans. keep being yeah, when, nice to the people that are nice to us yeah when people would come up to him it was like walking into bars was like every single time someone would request God's plan like everywhere yeah. we went on the corner. Um, so it was a pretty fun, um, fun trip, but it's not the I, only thing going on in Charlottesville. I, I never want to hear old town road ever again. <laughs> See, I love it. It'll remind me of the tournament. So exactly. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I hope you all enjoyed uh, that interview. We're, we're going to be continuing some podcast content for sure. It's so nice when they win a national championship, you yeah. feel like we can keep chatting about things. Um, but before we close up uh, this episode, uh, we do want to give props to, to the, uh, the lacrosse team, uh, the men's lacrosse yeah. team, ACC champions. Speaking of turnarounds, I mean, they, you know, that's a team that had a lot of championship pedigree under an established coach, but went, you know, sort of fell into the cellar of the conference for, for a stretch that was uh, very, I don't know, alarming for the program. And Lars Tiffany's yeah. come in and in a short amount of time has made them conference champions after going through years where they couldn't even win a conference game. Yeah, it's that's very a big different thing. than basketball. You know, if you're listening and you're not a huge uh, lax follower, there are only so many uh, ACC games every year and ACC teams. It's not like playing 20 or, or 18 yeah. um, uh, conference names but still this, this has been a remarkable turnaround for a team that plays the opposite style that our basketball team <laughs> plays they're very fun high scoring not that the basketball team is not fun but they are very fast very high scoring yeah. uh, and they're gonna host a first round NCAA uh, championship uh, game uh, at Clockner Stadium this Saturday yeah. 
week. So, yeah, um, it'll be, and look to your point, there's, I, in talking to some of the first years on the team or second years now, last year, literally last season, the narrative was that Virginia couldn't win a regular season ACC game. And they picked up a win at Carolina. It was a big mark monument. They had two win, you know, picked up another win in the ACC tournament against Syracuse, lost in the finals to Notre Dame by 10. Um, and then this season, they won the regular season ACC. Um, they beat Syracuse. They beat North Carolina. They beat Notre Dame. Um, made that championship game with a big comeback against UNC at UNC in the first, in the semifinals. And then kicked the pants off of Notre Dame in the championship game, uh, 10 to four, just dominated. Um, it was very fun. It was, a, very it was fun. a lot of fun. Um, so to <laughs> see a team that, yeah, to see a team that had literally last season dealt with this narrative issue and with a shot clock this year, um, they've actually resorted a little bit. Some of talking to some of the players, it sounds a lot how Virginia basketball talks about some of the things like now, instead of just taking the first shot available, they're looking for the best shot available. Um, and then factoring in those things, when you look at the shot clock, does that now become a better option than some of the others? So, uh, yeah, they're hosting, um, Robert Morris on Saturday night, seven o'clock, I think seven, seven thirty at Clockner. Um, and then the women's team is the number six overall national seed. Um, and they will host either high point or Navy Sunday at noon at Clockner. It's gonna be a big weekend in Charlottesville. Huge weekend. Yeah. Basketball team's got some visitors as well. Uh, Potential transfers from Marquette. Uh, There's also five-star Johnny Juzang is announcing on Friday. Uh, You know, maybe he would have announced for Kentucky already if that was the point. I don't know. If you're listening to this, I wouldn't get your hopes too high until we hear otherwise. But uh, it's good to... um, at least have these possibilities ahead of us. It should be even considered. It should be in consideration for the five-star. Who knows? I mean, lots of potential good news regardless uh, in the world of UVA sports this weekend. So we'll be back soon uh, to talk probably more about the basketball team, but also um, more about uh, those spring sports as well. So until then, everybody, uh, for everybody at the blog, I'm Pierce. Go Hoops. 